getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the posse. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. I am Rocker Mike. To my left is Rob, Rob Rossi. And below we have Laura Palmer, also known as the Rebel Angel, a rockabilly queen out of Brooklyn. How you doing today, Laura? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Okay, very well, very well. Very Glad you're here. Glad you're here. We've been in the works for this for about a month, right? Really that long? <laughs> I think it has. I travel a lot. So. <laughs> I probably crisscrossed the country like three times, I think, since we started talking about this. So I know. I know. We're going to get into that a little bit. Um, now, you're the front person to the Screaming Rebel Angels. Mm -hmm. uh, you sing. You play the upright bass. I know you play guitar on the records. You play uh, acoustic uh, and, and electric bass, right? Both? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you also won the 2020 Ameripolitan Award for Female Rockabilly Artist of the Year. That is impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, just straight up, I mean, what is it about rockabilly that you love? It's just such a, it's a fun music. I just feel like, um, especially bass playing, I just love that style of, I'm sorry. I love the style of music. I feel that it's just really kind of just primitive and authentic. And it just has like a really uh, fun energy to me that I just, you know, that it's just simple, it's straightforward. Now, did you come out of the punk scene a little bit? And kind of kind of evolved into rockabilly. Yeah. Or, or devolved. You could actually say devolved. <laughs> I know. I know. Like rockabilly is the original punk rock, right? It is. It is. Like, the Ramones is basically rockabilly songs. Everything's like a oh, one, yeah. four, five. It's the same three chords in rockabilly as it is in punk rock. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a different. It just doesn't have the swing to it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, when I started um, live music, um, and I just started going to shows. What was around me was like all ages, like Sunday hardcore matinees and yep. punk rock shows. So that was really kind of my first segue into seeing live music. Um, so that's how I kind of got started. And then I think I didn't get into rockabilly till I was like maybe 18 or 19. And I saw a rockabilly show and I was like, oh my God, it's like punk rock. But it was just like, it was so magical to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, this is, this is it. This is like bringing everything that I love together. Cause I've always loved like old music. Um, it just, everything. I just like, I, I love so many different genres of music. Um, Are you originally from the New York city area? Yeah. Um, yes. So okay. um, Northeastern PA, it's about like an hour and a half from here, okay. but uh, yeah, so I would I was going to like the CBGBs and the Wetlands matinees. Mm -hmm. I probably ran into you. I, I <laughs> you know I was going there at 14, 15 years old. You know. Oh yeah, it was so it was so great. Um, and in Pennsylvania, where I grew up, they would put on like um, hardcore shows and just all ages DIY punk shows, firehouses. Yep. Um, 
you know, yeah, warehouses, wherever you yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it was it was great. It was great to be mm-hmm. like so close and part of the music. Fantastic. Now you know, rockabilly has been around for since the beginning, like you said, sixty five years now, seventy years really. You could, yeah, early fifties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think's made it last all these years? Because every every city you go to, major city, has some kind of small rockabilly scene that never really goes away. New York City always had it. Down south, they have it. The West Coast has it. You yeah. know, what is it that's made it just stay all these years? I mean, I think that's interesting that you think that it, it's staying because I feel like already for just as long as I've been involved, I have seen just a wave of it. It ebbs, it ebbs and flows. It flows for sure. Yeah, never totally goes away. No, no. I think it's just like the music is really accessible. It's like really easy to understand. And I feel like it's also that kind of music where you can just pick up a guitar or an instrument and you can play along with it. And it's just, you know... Uh, one thing that one thing that I, I I could add maybe just to I think I think you'll agree is rockabilly is one of these genres that really 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 respects its roots yeah. and its past and you know and you you know you play a lot of covers okay mm-hmm. and rockabilly bands do I mean that's just part of the you know if they do twenty songs five are covers you know or sometimes more you know and that's fine and and everybody has a way of doing things they do the song a certain way. But rock, the genre of rockabilly really respects its its past, and yes. and you know you guys will do songs from the fifties, written in the fifties, and it'll sound just brand fresh and new, brand new. You know, you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. But that is one of the things I love about rockabilly. It's not only the music; it's the community as well. Um, so I just had the chance to go on tour with Linda Gale Lewis and I was playing upright bass for her. Right. And that's Jerry Lee Lewis's little sister. Yes, I saw so, you. With her. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You were there. That's what yeah. we met, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I got to meet her briefly afterwards and everything. She was wonderful. Yeah. And it's just to have that kind of connection to the music, to the original artists, um, and to just it's so common to play on bills that are just like, you know, have your artists anywhere from like 80 years old to like 20 years old, you know? Um, and I think it's just, um, it's, it's great to be so connected to the history of it and definitely play paying homage to it, respecting it, respecting the roots, adding something new to it. Yeah. Yeah. And in that band you had, um, uh, Dan Harvey, right? Yeah. Danny B. Harvey. Danny B. Harvey. He's, he's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's kind of like an, uh, not a, not an original rockabilly guy, but an older, older guy that plays rockabilly. And then you had Linda Gale Lewis. That's like first generation pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's Jerry Lee Lewis's sister. And then, you know, the rest of the band was tight. I mean, you know, you were also that day at, at Buckley's in Valley Stream. I got to give them a shout out because if anybody out there, if you like rockabilly music, there's a guy named Brian that just, promotes these shows and and they're just amazing they're inexpensive the crowd is great the beer the food there is fantastic i love buckley's but um uh when i saw you you actually came out on stage um i think it was with roy wilson mm-hmm. and the um the buzzards right yeah yeah and and you didn't you didn't play bass you sang with them you did a song and I was blown away by your voice. That's what really got my my attention because I was sitting right in front of you. 
I was right that first table I was <laughs> with my wife and another couple right there. And uh, I was really blown away by your voice. I mean, you got this powerful voice. Pretty amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. That's my dog's growling, not me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dog's name? What's your dog's name, Laura? Oh, there's two. It's Kachito and Captain Squirrel. Uh-oh. So this is Captain Squirrel. Okay. Yeah, uh, Cute. And here's Kachito. Nice. There we go. Guys. <laughs> She's named after a very famous dead woman. What do you mean, Rob? Twin Pinks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Rob, I thought you were talking about the dog. I, <laughs> no, I mean, dog I was too. talking about how the, um, Laura Palmer. Like, you know, the, do you get that? A lot of people do that reference. Yes. It's kind of funny because people will give me some sort of like really obscure Twin Peaks reference thinking and that you're like, what? what you're talking about. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's this crazy person. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just, just Googling your name, it's a mishmash of Twin Peaks oh, and Rockabilly. You yeah, know, it's it was so funny. <laughs> I, I was trying to Google the name and get some information. I finally got the website, but it was like time. Like every time it will put all this quick beat stuff. I'm like, what oh, the I hell know. is this? It's so so I was I was going by Laura Rebel Angel. Yes. And that was kind of pretty much okay. Um, but then like Facebook, I don't know, made me just like go to my real name. So then I just started going by Laura Palmer. Um, well, Facebook Facebook won't let me be rock or Mike. <laughs> Facebook won't let me be rock or Mike. Yeah. yeah I gotta be rock or Mike. <laughs> I know. I know. You know I, I'm so hard to find online because of that. It's yeah, it's funny. Yeah. You know what's another thing about rock and video music? It's like, especially with like the new ADD world that we live in, it's very easy to listen to a whole album, to listen to a few songs and get into it because it's just two minutes. They're not yeah. very long, and it's fantastic. And it's well, like, it's like punk rock, Rob. Yeah, you know? it's like, but it's like. I always separate rockabilly from punk rock. To me, it's definitely two different genders. And they're yes. definitely two different kind of crowds. The yeah. rockabilly crowd is very different from the punk crowd. It's it, always, it can be, yes. It's day and night, man. Like, you know, you, you know, they can all march together, but at the end of the day, they will... Nah, there's, no, there's no marching at rockabilly shows. It's just hanging out. No, I mean that they can I mean, all march together. They can all be pets. together in the same place, but... You can tell the difference, you know. What, what'd you say, Laura? Sorry, I, I say I've had some circle pits going. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> it happens. It happens. <laughs> now, um, I noticed that that you actually are in a very unique position creatively, okay? Because you own your own publishing, mm -hmm. and you have your own record label, right? Yeah. Okay, the record labels, Halo Records. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, for somebody doing what you do, that's, that's very unique. That's do you unique. find that that's very effective? You being able to do what you want like that? Yes, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just like, I, I mean, all of this happened just kind of out of necessity. So yeah. that's even how I learned how to play upright bass is because I just could not find an upright bass player in the New York city area. So for rehearsals, I was just wound up I picked up a bass from one of my friends in Long Island um, and I learned how to play it and just started going to rehearsals and then just started touring. Did you know how to play electric bass before you, you did the upright or? Uh, yes. It's, but it's like, it's two totally completely different. I was going to ask you, can you, can yeah. you explain that a little bit, how it's different? So um, I think a lot of the technique um, 
is just um especially the the kind that i play like rockabilly slap bass you're doing a lot rhythmically so your right hand is also playing is very percussive so you get kind of a different swing to it or different feel you get a different sound of the string slapping against the fingerboard to mm -hmm. pulling it um and i feel like it just has this kind of like more unique tone to it um cool. and it just lays really different from an electric guitar or even an acoustic guitar. Um, and then as far as kind of the technique, um, yeah, I just, I find that um, it's just two totally different sounds when I'm playing electric bass versus playing upright bass. Absolutely. And plus you're standing, I mean, obviously. So it's, it's, a, it's a different way of moving. Yeah, absolutely. I, mm -hmm. I love it. I just, it was, it, as soon as I picked up the bass, I'm like, this is so much fun because you're just like, you're beating the crap out of it. You're playing as hard as you can. And you're just really getting kind of these percussive rhythm elements into it. That's just so different from electric bass or guitar. Um, and you got, a, you got a Gretsch right there in that picture. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yep. Okay. That's um, cool. That's a, that's a Chet Atkins style pretty much. Yeah. 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 Okay. I still play that one. Oh yeah? yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen you play that live yet. No, no. Usually people hire me when I'm playing in other people's bands, they hire me uh, to play upright. So Because it's very hard to find anybody that can play, right? Yeah, yeah. Um and then yeah, and then with my band, sometimes we're a three piece, sometimes we're a four piece, sometimes I play guitar in it, sometimes I switch up. It really depends on my lineup and now I, I I did notice that at some point you in the beginning when you released the EP Pounce Like a Tiger, um, that came out in what 2011, 2012, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody if you could take a look, see that. Okay. Very cool. Now you were a four piece right there. Mm -hmm. Um, then you released the album, your first album as a Screaming Rebel Angels called Hitchhike, and that came out in 2013. I think at this point you were you a three piece. We're a four piece there. Still there, four piece. Yeah, okay. I was still there, and I was playing uh, rhythm guitar. And then 2019, you released Heel Grinder. Okay, yes. and I've been through all this, and this is a masterpiece. Thank you. Okay, it really is. I think uh, you know, and, and nothing wrong with the other two. I really enjoyed listening yeah. to them. But I think that you guys, you know, whatever whatever you sound you were trying to get, I think you really got it with with Eel Grinder. Um, I mean, just right away, just you know, I'll go over a couple of the songs here. I mean, the first track is written by Richard Penniman, and who we all know is Little Richard, right, Rob? Yep. And uh track is Oh My Soul, which you have a video for that, which is fantastic. Everybody check that out on YouTube. I know you can see it there. Um Quite a few on the page, the Screaming Rebel page. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, ScreamingRebelAngels.com. Yeah. No G in Screaming, ScreamingRebelAngels.com. Yeah. Cool. Check it out. Um, yeah, I mean, the version of Oh My Soul is fantastic. It's Thank very you. good. Yeah. It's I, mean, I, I felt like that song, like live during our sets, um, kind of really captured the band's DNA. Um, I think so. I felt that it was something that the way that we play the song, the way I sing the song, the way everything is just very unique to our sound. So that's why I chose that one to be our single. Awesome. Awesome. Now, 
couple other tracks on there. You got the title track, Heel Grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Where You At, which is a great song. I love that. Yeah. Um, the Devil Whispered to Me, Racing Death. A, a lot of these songs um, are written by you or you and Brian Hack in the band. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian Hack's been with you since the beginning. He's the lead guitarist. And I'm just... He's kind of like a secret weapon for you, right? Tell us a little about Brian. Yeah, well, Brian actually uh, left the band during the pandemic. Um, So, but um, Brian was with me from the very beginning up until, um, you know, um, like I said, until after this record. And his style of playing is just amazing. Um, And I feel like me and him just playing together so long and just like really kind of evolved together. and he's also a great songwriter. Um, and yeah. So he's no longer in the band? No, no. Okay. So who do you have on guitar now? I have a lot of different guitar players <laughs> right now. Who, who you can pick up, right? Um, yeah. So I play with, um, I, have a, I have a band that I've been playing with since 2017 on the West Coast. And so that's the Martinez Brothers on lead guitar. Um, Al Martinez, he's an amazing player, and his brother Aaron Martinez on drums. Mm-hmm. And then I have a flex player, um, Pope Paul. Um, he's great, so he'll play whatever instrument I don't feel like playing with. Um, and then for East Coast, um, I think you saw us with um, Seth Kessel plays lead guitar sometimes. Um, Jorge Harada from Austin, Texas fills in. Um, yeah. Okay. So is it true that you used to suffer from stage fright? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now I now I've seen you three, four times already. I can't believe that. Okay. How, how, how what happened? How'd you get over it? Oh, um, I think so. I just kind of I had to force myself to get over it. It was just like it was very it evolved kind of slowly, but I the first time that I sang, <laughs> it was for like um, well, the first time that I sang, like as an adult, after like um, little punk rock bands that never really played out, mm-hmm. um, it it was like for an Elvis Bowie party, <laughs> singing an Elvis song, right? And I was so nervous, like it was unbelievably nervous. So I was practicing, I was practicing, I was practicing, and I go to sing it. I think it was Hound Dog. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't Hound Dog. It was Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, that's right. And I go to sing it, and I was like. You know, I go like this with a thing. I immediately fall back into the drum kit, fall into the drum kit. My little legs are like sticking up and I couldn't like I couldn't get up. So the bandmates had like stopped, pulled me out of the drum kit. And then I finished the song. <laughs> where, where was this show? This was in the Lower East Side somewhere. It's <laughs> bar that's long closed. It was a long time ago. I was a brunette at the time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was probably the worst. Um, and then, <laughs> then slowly I stopped falling down. Um, so that was good. And then I think what really helped me um, is just I started just like really channeling it. And the more I became comfortable with my voice and figuring out what I was good at, um, then it just kind of evolved awesome awesome tell us some of your biggest uh tell us some of your biggest influences laura i mean oh. doesn't have to be in the rockabilly world i mean i know you you're interested in a lot of things yeah oh so many so um 
since we were talking about upright bass, I think my upright bass player biggest influence is Willie Dixon. Um, just absolutely amazing bass player, amazing songwriter, amazing, like oh. everything that he did with chess records and um, just really great. Um, and his just style of playing and not overplaying and just the way that he swings, like uh, it's just, when I was learning how to play, I'm always like, how would Willie Dixon play it? And then of course I never played as well as he would, but <laughs> you know, that's the goal. Um, also, I think when I was teaching myself upright bass, I was listening to a lot of the Bell Furies as well. Good band. So yeah, a lot of that bass playing really influenced me as well. Um, you know, vocally, um, I was always, always been obsessed with Nina Simone. Um, so Excellent. like Nina Simone sings the blues is mm -hmm. one of my top five favorite albums. Um, Ella Fitzgerald as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but then listening, you know, there's so much punk rock as well um, that I grew up with that kind of influenced me, I think, in attitude and delivery and speed. Um, but uh, it's really a lot of these like really strong female vocalists. Um, well, punk, punk bands with punk bands with female singers. Were you into um, like X or X-Ray Specs? Oh or, my God, I loved X-Ray Specs so much. Yeah, yeah well, Germ Free Adolescence is one of the greatest records ever. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I was so obsessed with that. I used to always sing that as like, like 12, 13 year old. I mm -hmm. <laughs> cool. running around in the little, little rebellion screaming x-ray specs. I loved L7, Lunachicks, like, you know, Lunachicks were great. so yeah. many, uh, I think, oh, L7, I'm going to go see in two days. I see them every time that they come. I'm always right up front screaming along. And the, the Lunar Chicks have been around this year, too. They've been playing yeah. a couple of shows. Yeah. Uh, back. Lobster Hall. They were so good. Yeah. Were you at that show? I missed that show. Yeah, it was really good. I think it was huh. like, you know, it was rescheduled for like two years. But, oh, it was such a good show. Yeah. And yeah. Cindy, who was in the Lunar Chicks originally, she's a fan of the podcast. Yeah, she's cool. Oh, hi, Cindy. Yeah, yeah she might be watching it. Oh, um. And also a shout out from Gina Rizzi, mermaid bartender, says hello. Oh, hi, Gina. She's a she's a good friend. Awesome, very cool. You gonna say something, Rob? Yeah, I noticed that they also got the album in uh, vinyl, which that's interesting too, because not too many of uh, you know. There's a lot of bands that they they, get, they can only do either CD or vinyl, but that's cool that you also have it in vinyl. Yeah, I I thought it was a really. I just always wanted to have one of my records in vinyl. So we pressed uh, Hitchhike, which is out of print. Um, I don't think I'm going to do another pressing of that one. Um, Heel Grinder, I still have a few copies left of that. Um, and then I also released a 7-inch, uh, split 7-inch, uh, mm -hmm. I guess, last year. So that was like my first 45. You were split with another artist? Yeah, split with another artist, um, Abby Girl and the Real Deal. Mm -hmm. So um, we released it for Viva Las Vegas because we what I've played the car show in yeah. 2021, 22, 21, I guess. I don't know. I think it was 2020 because they didn't do it in 2020. So, I think uh, 2021. 2021 in like September, I think, was when we played it. I don't know. Time melds together. <laughs> You're talking about the Viva Las Vegas at the Golden Nugget. Um, you know, well, now it's at the Orleans. It was at the Golden. You're right. I'm sorry. It was yeah. it's at the Orleans. That's right. I have been trying to get tickets to that show every year for years, and I can just never. It's like it sells out like six months ahead of time. Oh, I've always, I've always and even even it, it's so popular, 
everybody. That show is so popular in Las Vegas that it affects the air prices too. Okay, <laughs> when, when the air price, you can look at the air prices for whatever weekend they pick. It's always like it, it, ridiculous. I'm like, I've never been able to do it, but I, I will get there. I just retired this year, so I got a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. So it's cool. <laughs> so now that you're, um, 2019 was the most recent release, Heel Grinder. What's what do you have in store in the future? What's what's going on now? Uh, lots of stuff is lots of. I'm oh, sorry, my little buddy wants to say hi. <laughs> um, so many things are going on, like behind the scenes. Um, I am actually working on several different projects. Um, the first one I'm probably gonna release in like a week or two. Um, and it's, um, I do a lot of electronic music as well. Oh. Um, so it's like, um, it's kind of ambient synthscapes. Um, atmospheric music? Yeah, like really atmospheric. Really? Um, yeah, it's basically, it's to fall asleep to, or um, it helps with anxiety. Um, I do a lot of kind of binaural beats to it, uh, pink noise. Um, and it's kind of, it's a little creepy too. So I call it dystopian synthscapes. Um, but <laughs> I started doing that after one of my uh, dogs passed and I was like really oh. depressed. And then I just started making this music and I was like, this is, yeah. So I've been doing that for about a year and a half. And I also um, have a video project that goes along with it. Um, okay. But I just haven't started releasing it. And I'm like, all right, it's October. I should start releasing it. So. Are you going to release this as downloads on the website? or, it's, or... it's going to be on Spotify. And then I'm also going to have something that's a little bit separate from it, a uh, separate band camp from it for it as well. Um, so you can see like all the videos and stuff. So it won't be Screaming Rebel Angels. It won't be Laura Palmer. Um, but that's kind of what I've been working on. And then I'm also working on my solo record for a while. Um, okay. And that one, um, I have about... I don't know. I haven't, I haven't finished any of the songs yet recording them, but um, I'm excited to see how that comes out. Cause it's very much in the vein of, I feel like heel grinder was like, Oh my soul, here it is. That's that DNA. And then, you know, when you saw me with the buzzards and I was singing something on your mind, that song, I'm like, yeah. that song's like really a, the other part of my DNA. So this new record is going to be kind of like along that kind of like really um, just more so more soulful nina simone-ish kind of yeah. thing yeah you want to you want to go that direction yeah and that one will be solo and that will be under probably laura palmer um and then so screaming rebel angels will always sound like screaming rebel angels and then this one i'll just keep playing with because then also with like the single that i released i wound up playing all the instruments on that one too so um i'm probably going to do the majority of the instruments on the uh the solo record as well excellent excellent Hi. so um let us know laura that when you're ready to put this stuff out we will promote you we will put you i'll make you the song of the day a few thousand people will see it oh, wow. um, all that and uh you know keep us informed as to what you're up to and we'll definitely promote you know let us know your website pretty much has when you have shows coming up yeah and, Things I like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really bad at that. <laughs> the website is very good. It got all you can listen to all the songs and stuff. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah the website itself is great. You got the whole album on there, pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
So, all right, I want to thank you for coming on, Lori. You're fantastic. And we wish you, you know, all the luck in the world with whatever you do. And I'm sure I'll see you in the clubs here and there, you know. And Rob is a bartender at International Bar. And come down, you know, over on First Avenue. Come down and we'll take care of you. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Rocker Mike, thank you so much for coming out to all the shows. It's always good to see you and your wife. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, you have a good evening. Thank you for uh, watching Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. Take care. Have a good one. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the pasta. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi.